This film is lit, the podcast where we finally settle the score on one simple question. Is the book really better than the movie? I'm Brian. I have a film degree, so I watch the movie, but don't read the book. And I'm Katie. I have an English degree, so I do things the right way and read the book before we watch the movie. Look, some of us are lazy, all right? If by lazy you mean wrong. Prepare to be wowed by our expertise and charm as we dissect all of your favorite film adaptations and decide whether the silver screen or the written word did it better. So turn it up, settle in, and get ready for spoilers. Because guess what? This film is lit. Somebody once told me, the world is going to roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. It's Shrek. (laughs) And this film is lit. (laughs) Perfect. This movie won an Oscar. Well, you start coming... What? Sorry. This movie won an Oscar. Yes, it did. A movie with <laughs> Smash Mouth in it won an Oscar. The Academy Award winning classic. God has forsaken us. <laughs> Hell is empty. All the devils are here. Ooh, that kind of makes Smash Mouth an Academy Award winning band. Kind of. <laughs> kind of, sort of. <laughs> sort of, in a weird roundabout way. I mean, is there a more and more iconic music moment in Shrek? No. No, there's not. Not even close. <laughs> we both lost it <laughs> in that moment when that happened. Because fucking Smash Mouth is such a goddamn meme now, and All Star in particular, that when he bursts out of that fucking... Out of the outhouse. Out of the outhouse, singing All Star to All Star. I... Oof. Yeah, we lost our shit. I, I... Yeah. You know, I had not forgotten that that was the way the movie started, but I felt like I had when we watched it. (laughs) I had 100% forgotten, (laughs) and boy, I was not prepared. I was ill prepared. Oh my god. I was a meme overdose. I was like, oh no. Oh no, what's happening? We've hit peak meme. We're only 30 seconds in. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. It's the eighth episode of this film is lit, and we're talking about Shrek. Whew. Based on the children's book. Yes, it is. If you didn't listen to our prequel episode, you should, because we talk about Stranger Things and Thor Ragnarok, Stranger Things Season 2 and Thor Ragnarok. Uh, but we also had some fun facts about Shrek. It is based on about a 20-page ch- an- animated um, <laughs> children's picture, picture book. book. By William Stieg. By it William is Stieg. Shrek with an exclamation mark yes. for the book. No, it's not in the movie title. No, they, 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 they dropped the exclamation mark. Yeah. A wise choice, I think. Darren Aronofsky found it and used it in Mother, so... Um, <laughs> I just pictured him like picking up an exclamation mark <laughs> off the ground. Like, I'm gonna put this in my fucking super obvious biblical metaphor metaphor movie. It needs an exclamation point to make it more obvious. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. 
So yeah, Shrek. We watched it last night, and well, we said before, it's, it's good. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. Uh, we're gonna get in some general discussion eventually, but first, we actually the in his triumphant return. Guess who <laughs> is back after a couple episodes of not being able to do it? We're back with Guess Who, even though it's a picture book. I'm not sure how. So let's do it. I forgot my record because it's been so long. Guess who? Okay, I've got two, mm-hmm. and I think one of them you might get. I'm guessing I will get <laughs> at least one. Uh, and, and they're interesting because what it actually is is two characters describing each other. Oh, okay. And it's not... <laughs> it is description. It's not description in the traditional sense. Okay. But there, just, there's just you're some, hedging a lot. Some here. lines that I really wanted hedging to read. Hedging a lot here. Let's okay. get. Let's do. All right. It. Let's do it. Your lumpy nose, your pointy head, your wicked eyes, so livid red, just kill me. Your nose so hairy. Oh, let us not tarry. Your look is so scary. I think we should marry. Red eyes, hairy nose. <laughs> well, shit. Uh, initially, I was going to say Farquad, which I don't know if he's even in the book. Um, Shrek didn't have red eyes in the movie. Uh, he's scary looking, though. I'm going to say Shrek. Yeah, that's a description of Shrek. Boom! One for one. Huzzah. <laughs> Okay, next, next. He has green thing. eyes, I think, in the... Or like yellow? Brown, or brown, yeah, they're not red, though. Yeah. Okay, anyways, continue. I mean, he would have looked like Christmas. <laughs> it's true. Your horny warts, your rosy wens, like slimy bogs and fusty fens, thrill me. Oh, ghastly you, with lips of blue, your ruddy eyes, with carmine styes, enchant me. Well, I think I know what this is. I think that's Fiona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think this I is mean, like their vows. Sort of. Oh, well. It's it's the... The, the equivalent of The Fiona. equivalent character, Same. yeah. <laughs> so, two for two. Yes! <laughs> Boom! Let's move right on to... Was that in the book? Was that in the book? Oh, it was in the book. Was that in the book? I got. I uh, only have three here. Um, I think one of them I may know the answer to, but I'm gonna ask mm-hmm. it anyways mm-hmm. because I'd be interested to see. First one, donkey. Is donkey in the book? There is a donkey. Is a similar character? No. Or like, does he have a similar prominence? No. No. Okay. So that kind of what I was thinking. I, I was like, there might be a donkey, yeah. but I'm thinking it's not like the main friend, like, you know, right? the sidekick. I wrote his donkey, the talking best friend, <laughs> is what my note says. He does so. talk. He does? Okay. But he's not like a best friend character. What is what is his relevance um, in the book? So uh, he is the character who knows how to get to the princess's castle. Oh, okay. So he like takes Shrek there. 
But he doesn't have as much of a... No, as no, as no. Okay. And he's not funny. He doesn't make jokes. Doesn't make jokes. He's not played by Eddie Murphy? No. Okay. <laughs> kind of exactly what I figured, actually. Well, I was like, I bet there is a donkey. I bet that plays some sort of, like... But I bet it's, like, a little thing, and it's not, like, you know, the main... And the thing is, like, because I know they're going to have to expand a lot, obviously, because yes. it's a fucking 20-page children's yeah. book. Um, so I knew a lot of it wasn't going to be in the book. I just kind of thought I was, and so that was one of the things I was thinking that donkey, um, might not have been, you can't not say it that way. Donkey. All right. Second one. And um, this one I'll be interested because I think it may be, I'm interested to see where this one is. All the references to other fairy tales. Like all the, uh, the, you know, cause like fucking seven dwarves and Goldilocks yeah. and yeah. Peter Pan and the three little pigs and uh, like every, like this is a huge major send up to some extent uh, of, you know, fairy tales. And it is so that all of these other fairy tale characters are in the movie. No, are they in the book? No, no, uh, no. Any of them? <laughs> um, he does meet a witch and a dragon. Okay. But like, but they're there not... aren't, yeah, there, there's no send up to obvious other fairy there, tales. So, like, the witch isn't, like, obviously the witch from Snow White or no. anything. Like, you know what I mean? It's not yeah, like, no. it's just generic fairy yeah. tale. Okay. That's kind of what I was thinking, and I was wondering, like I said, I, I bet that was, I was thinking that was added for the movie, because that's kind of the initial inciting incident, um, as it were. That's a filmmaking term for all <laughs> of you plebs out there. The inciting incident is basically that all the uh, fairy tale people show up on right. Shrek's land. And say they got kicked out of, you know, wherever, wherever they were yeah. living by Farquaad. And so Shrek goes to... F- I mean, there's a, a, a pretty real and obvious, like, Holocaust allegory. Oh. Did you not catch that? Oh. I didn't think about that. When they're, like, rounding up fairy tale characters and, like, sending them <sighs> to live... That's fair. That's ...in a specific place. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> Jesus. And I don't think that's something... I don't remember noticing that as a kid. Oh, I didn't notice it now. I didn't even think about it now, but that's... Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they're like they're like literally it, rounding them up. Wasn't Walt a notorious anti-Semite? So that's even better. <laughs> I think, right? Wasn't he kind of like... I mean, that's the, the internet Nazis? rumor. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how true it is. But like, yeah, it was kind of like the the thing you always hear around is that Walt was... Yeah. Not... Not, not, not friendly with the ideas of <laughs> national socialism. I didn't think about that at all. Or I didn't, that didn't hit me. I don't know. That, that wasn't, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, there are some dark moments. No, there definitely are, for yeah, sure. I'm not, movie. no, I'm not saying I mean, there are I mean, the aren't. mother bear gets made into a rug. That's dark <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. So, yes, so the references are not there. So no. far, I'm pretty much spot on on what I thought wasn't in the book. Last one, and I'm pretty sure this isn't in the book. Duloc. Is it the, is it, I mean, it's Duloc even in the book, I guess, first. No. Okay. Uh, and second, so obviously there's no, it's not this send-up of Disneyland. No, it's not. That's a, a movie-only thing. Yeah. I, the element of satire is still present. In the book? In the book, because it's, it's kind of a satire of, um, like, the sugary fairy tale children's books. Right. Um, because the whole point of the book is that it's kind of this 
parody of anti fairy tale. It, yeah, it's kind of an anti fairy tale. Whereas if you read like these traditional, very, um, very sugary fairy right. tale books, saccharin. Yes, saccharin. Um, the prince. That's just and a the smart princess. way to say sugary. <laughs> <laughs> the prince thing. and the princess get together basically because they're both beautiful and royal. Yeah. So in Shrek, they get together because they're both ugly. Yeah. So it's kind. It's kind of this very obvious parody of that kind of story. Yeah. No. And that's yeah. That's so. There. The 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 parody element of the film isn't wasn't something they created out of whole cloth. That was right. a, a a very uh, central part to the book. It's just parroting slightly right. different. They they, par- they made it slightly different. They elevated it. They elevated it and they blew it up. And then yeah. they parody or the the parody is of which makes sense because it's. This is parodying fairy tale books, right? Like it's fairy, fairy, yeah, tale fairy tale stories in general. So the obvious tran- translation to movie is you take Disney down, right? <laughs> like that's the obvious <laughs> translation of that uh, of this the heart of what the book was doing. Translate it to your medium. Yeah, fucking going after Walt. Let's do it. it and, the, and the movie is such an obvious takedown of Disney. Yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, real hard. Yeah, they were real super hard. Real hard in the paint on that one. There, <laughs> the moment I wrote down the the is this is the Duloc Disneyland uh, right was when they with the little singing and yeah, it is very clearly it's a small world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the little figurines are almost exactly yeah. the same. Well, that's all I have for was that the book? <laughs> and I was right on three that they were not the book because. Seemed like something they were at for the movie. So I got a keen eye for that sort of thing. <laughs> so now we're going to move on to Lost in Translation. Lost in Adaptation. Lost in Adaptation. Fuck, why did I write wrong? Lost in Translation? That's a movie. You gotta get the pun. I know. Because Lost in Translation is a movie. I know. With Scarlett Johansson and Bill Murray. <laughs> There is no Lost in Adaptation this week because we watched a children's movie and I'm a full-grown adult with a film degree. So I wasn't confused. Moving on. Oh, <laughs> uh, Do we want to go to... <laughs> I just wrote that because I felt smarmy. Do <laughs> we want to go on to uh, Better in the Book, Better in the Movie or we just want to get some general discussion? Um, I have a couple for okay. Better in the Book. Let's do Better, Better in the Book then. Yeah. It's time for Better in the Book. So first things first, book Shrek, breathe fire and what? shoot laser beams out what? of his eyes. So that's obviously better. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's not, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I, I. I feel like it makes sense for him not to shoot lasers out of his eyes. Think about how much better this movie would have been if he had been able to shoot lasers out of his uh, eyes. Not better? <laughs> I don't think. 
I mean, maybe. If they would have saved you know what they could have done with it, which would have been fun. They would have saved it for a little, like, post credit scene. No joke. Or, like, in the third movie or something. Like, post credit like, just randomly, Shrek fucking blasts somebody with laser eyes. And Donkey turns to him and is like, and he's like, yeah, I just... And he's like, why, where was that the last week? We fought a dragon. Why didn't you use your laser eyes? And he goes, hey. Like, that would have been fun. Like, a little as a little callback to the book. But it would have been stupid if, like, just in any moment, Shrek was like, yeah, I'm laser eyes. I'm Cyclops, bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, no, no, no. Anyways, <laughs> that's weird. Well, it, it is kind of the a... fire breath, I guess I can get on board with. The laser eyes is what I'm having a real problem with. It is kind of a, a satirical element, again, too, um, because the way that we see him use it is to heat up food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, boy. It's a silly book. No, it is. It's That's silly. very silly. Like I said, I, I don't think I would have a problem with the fire breath. I feel like, yeah, sure. Like, if you get, like, burp fire. <laughs> it's the, the laser eyes makes no sense. None at all. No sense. I don't like that. I'm going to post a picture of it on our Facebook okay, page. Okay, do that. I, I want to see it, but I, it's no sense. I don't like it. I disagree. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Shrek has parents in the book. Oh. Hmm. I, I don't necessarily think that makes it better or worse. He doesn't have much of a character, so to speak, in the book. But he has more of a personal history. Yeah, it's true. I mean, with something like that, you don't have a lot of time to... Yeah. We're not getting, like, inner monologues and... Right, and, and that's not the important thing no. with a, a picture book like this. That's not the focus. No. The focus is not on character development. And because the whole message of the book is is uh, pretty much, like... Well, apart from the parody uh, element, is is about like uh, inner beauty and that sort of thing. Right? Well, it, it, it's about self acceptance. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, self acceptance and and not you know not worrying so much about yeah or whatever. Because Shrek is ugly and horrible and just the worst thing you can possibly imagine. Yeah, but he loves himself. Yeah, like he loves who he is. Yeah. He's he's into it. He's down for it. Which that translates to the movie pretty well. Yeah. Like he he doesn't seem to not you know he likes he has no problems with himself. Yeah. He has no hangups. I mean, he him. doesn't I, he doesn't like the way people react to him. Yeah. But in, in, in the movie. Yeah. yeah. But personally, I yeah I don't think he has any problem with himself. Personally, no, no. He so. I don't think he cares. He would just he just doesn't like being around people because they're yeah I guess there is. Now that you mention it, there is kind of that element of like he doesn't like being around people because yeah they're yeah they're like judgy and jerky to you know they scared of him and that sort of thing so like yeah there's kind of that element of there's a, insecurity there's that, in right that. there's that element and it's it's more through fiona yeah than through shrek in the movie that element of like accepting yourself for who you are yeah, yeah that definitely yeah that's where they go with it is yeah fiona, as opposed to Shrek, which i have a thing i want to talk about with that later but <laughs> um last thing uh, the book doesn't have any dated pop culture references. <laughs> that's yeah, no, that's that's fair because whole oh boy, yeah, the movie is it chock is full of its time. Yeah, it is chock full of. And the thing that like drove me nuts watching it was that I was like, I can't tell if these have held up or if I just think they do. 
I think it holds up, mostly. <laughs> mostly what they did was they, the references they went after were really big things. That's true. You know, yeah. there's not anything, like, niche that, like, we forgot about. Like, what, like, you yeah. know, like, they, they you know, is like, the references that are there are still in the, uh... Zeitgeist? Yes. Uh, the, I was gonna say the public conscious, mm-hmm. yeah, the Zeitgeist, which is, Zeitgeist yeah. is the $10 word for that. But, yeah, um... <laughs> Yeah, so, all my ten dollars. So yeah, it, it is there, the, the the references are all a big enough uh, cultural elements or a, a yeah. big enough things that were big enough on the impact of culture at the time that it's not like weird. Like yeah. so, I think it kind of holds up in that regard, you know, to some extent. Even though it is a little, I mean, apart from, <laughs> I know it is big enough, but you know, Smash Mouth is never not going to be funny <laughs> when you have Smash Mouth in your movie. But oh god. Yeah, the music probably ages the worst. Yeah, what I what I noticed that I'd never noticed before when I was watching it was that the music either has like n- almost nothing to do. No, yeah, with we're talking what's about going that. on, or it's so on the nose yeah. that it's hilarious. It's one or the other. <laughs> so the book doesn't have that either. <laughs> yeah, no music in the book, so <laughs> that's easy. I can cut that last five minutes out of me googling. That's exciting. <laughs> Alright, what else we got? That's all I have for better in the book. Okay. I have two things for better in the movie. Alright, that means it's time for better in the movie. So obviously the movie really fleshes out the concept. Yes. Yes. Um, the the book follows a, a semi similar semi similar thread. None of the stuff with like Lord Farquaad and all that is in there, but it's it is a story about Shrek journeying to find a princess. princess. With the movie, there's like there's framing story and there's character development and there's themes and you know good things like that. Yeah. Whereas the picture book is a picture book (laughs) and it's kind of you know bare bones bare bones basically and and it's a lot of fun abcd yeah it's a fun picture book Mm -hmm. and i would recommend if you like you know if you have a kid especially if you've got a kid who's like into fairy tales and monsters and that sort of thing yeah um i would recommend that you pick this up yeah but it it doesn't have the same depth to it yeah that the movie, that has. The movie has. Even though I feel slightly silly saying that Shrek has depth, but you know, it's got layers. Oh God! <laughs> like an onion. <laughs> Please go away and never come back. <laughs> uh, I live here alone with my cats now. Yeah. And the other thing that the book or the movie rather pushes. So the idea. Of the princess being really ugly in the book. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's the whole idea. Like, Shrek um, hears about this princess who's, like, even uglier than he is. Yeah. And he's like, obviously, I gotta check this out. Gotta get on this um, shit. He's, he's into it. And I, <clears throat> that's intriguing. That's my fetish. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and like, I, like we talked about, um, it's satirical in yeah. its own way. Yeah. But uh, the movie takes it a step further. Yeah. Because, you know, what was relevatory 
for the retelling of fairy tales in 1990 obviously needed to be pushed farther yeah. by 2001. We had fucking Little Mermaid and Lion King. And <laughs> we had all this shit in Aladdin, between there. All these things. We gotta take it further, you guys. Not in the same place. <laughs> but the idea of having her be a traditional princess who turns into an ogre yeah. is, you know, it pushes it farther than just having her be an ugly, non-traditional princess. So, so in the book, just to clarify, she's not an ogre? No. Well, I mean, they actually, they never say that Shrek is an ogre. I'm looking at that book. picture. That motherfucker looks like an ogre. Well, he looks kind of like... <laughs> he looks like Shrek in he the looks, movie. He, he looks kind of like Shrek in the movie. It's similar. He's. I mean, he's green. He's green and, and lumpy. He's got ears. the same little ears. But they never... But they never explicitly say ogre. They so never explicitly not, say oh, yeah. he's an ogre okay. in the book. So... Uh, I mean, having seen the movie, we could assume that he is. Right. I mean, yeah. Or we could just assume he's a monster of yeah, some sort. Yeah, some sort of yeah. Know, thing. Okay, fair enough. And uh, she looks like a monster of some sort. Yeah. In the pictures, yeah. so. One thing that was interesting, I meant, to, I meant to mention this in the mini episode. I talked about it and then forgot to bring it back up again. So Steven Spielberg, huge fan, mm-hmm. apparently called Mike Myers during somewhere during the production process. And commended him for the amount of work he was putting in to staying oh. true to the character because Steven Spielberg was such a big fan and wanted to make it hmm. that he he when he he was aware of what was going on with the movie he was he called Mike Myers and was like hey I really appreciate that you're giving this character its due because it's a character that's very near and dear to my heart so yeah. basic or something along those lines is what that'd be cool yeah. So, like, Steven yeah, like Spielberg a, just give you a call and yeah, be like, hey. personal phone call from Steven Spielberg. You're doing good. I'd be like, hey, Steven Spielberg. what a great job you're doing. I'm going to go die now. <laughs> I, have I have completed my life journey, and I can now ascend. I have peaked. That's it. I'm done. It's all downhill. <laughs> So if we want to transition... Yeah, into... we'll just transition into some general discussion. <laughs> just talk about the movie so, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, got some things to discuss. First thing I want to discuss, Fiona's dress is obviously also enchanted. It changes sizes. Yeah, it's like a Hulk's yeah, shorts. Yeah, it's like and... a magic, magic expandy shrinky dress. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's true. I didn't think about that. Maybe it's, uh, it's just all... Uh... It's pretty form fitting, <laughs> although it very clearly looks like uh, like satin or like. Um, it always looks like velvet. Velvet, to me, sorry. Yeah. It lo- yeah, it looks like velvet. Like, so that is ugh. not an expandy. No, it's not stretchy material. As as someone who was a young girl in the early nineties when velour taffeta Christmas dresses were all the rage. Ugh. I can tell you that velvet is not an expandy yeah. fun thing to yeah. wear. It sounds awful. It looks awful. It's I terrible. hate the way it feels. I can't imagine it's wearing terrible. it as clothing. <laughs> no, thank you. On the topic of Fiona, though, and this is uh, getting back to the the message of um, learning to love yourself, you know, regardless of how you look or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, when Donkey finally sees Fiona as an ogre, mm-hmm. he says, "Like you're ugly," like. Yeah. Well, he goes, well, no, well, yeah, you're really ugly or something like that. And I, I was thinking in that moment that might it not have been better for him 
to like not be freaking out over the fact that she's ugly, but the fact that she's an ogre. Because there's something to me explicit about, and now I, maybe it's a different message, but like, because the message to me in the movie is that because she's still pretty, kind of, even as yeah. an ogre, you know what I mean? Like, she's an ogre, but, like... She's very becoming She's ogre. shapely and, like, has a cute face. Like, <laughs> like uh, she's... You know, like, she's not ugly. Like, yeah. I mean... It, kind, I mean, in, in terms of, like, compared to, like, a, 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 a normal-shaped human right. being, sure. But, like, she's not ugly. And I felt like the message of, like, even if you look different... You can still you're you can still be beautiful, but you in the message of the movie that's not true because they explicitly say no she's ugly as shit. I guess I don't know what I'm trying to like I, my I guess it it just kind of was weird to me that like I feel like the people are, like the message you're trying to get across to kids is that if they feel like they're ugly, you're not like you know you might not look like everybody else, but that doesn't mean you're ugly. I mean, I guess maybe I the know. message was more of, like, not so much that you aren't ugly, but, like, that, okay, you are ugly, but that doesn't mean you're worthless. That's fair, and I, I get that, and I get that that is kind of what the message was. I guess my point was that I felt like they could have basically got that same message across without also explicitly saying she was ugly. I don't know. No, I see what you're saying. Like, if, if he would have freaked out about her being an ogre. Which I think would be the more obvious. And the more obvious thing. Yeah. Not that, oh my god, you're ugly. It's, oh my god, you're an ogre. Yeah. You've literally uh, changed species. species. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're an ogre. And then it doesn't use the same language that we... It, it implies the same thing. Yeah. And kind of still hits the same message. But it doesn't use the same... Because... I guess my thought is that, like, the people, like, little kids, little little girls, little boys watching the movie who feel like they are ugly and feel like they are the ogre version of Fiona, mm-hmm. the movie goes, yeah, you're ugly as shit. That's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it, yeah. But whereas that they go, oh, my God, you're an ogre? I didn't know you were an ogre. Like, that, whoa, you are not, you know, like, that's a different thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just felt like they could have done that better. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just being a fucking self. Like, I don't know. But, like, I felt like they could have done that in a way that was much, like, or not much, but, like, a little more, that did, that did the same thing, but didn't just. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I, I, the way that you say things matters. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt like so, like, kind of dismissive of the idea. Like, yeah, you're ugly. You're fucking ugly. Like, you're so ugly. Kids who don't look like Fiona, you're ugly. Like, that Like yeah. that was just like, you're fucking gross. Like, you, yeah, you can still find love, but just know you're fucking gross. <laughs> like, that was kind of how it felt. I don't know. I just... It was it was a little weird. I, not weird. I like it. It still works. Still, I get I get the point. I get what they're going for. It all works and makes sense. It's just like I was like, ah, I felt like you could have done that better. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think maybe if this movie was being made now, yeah, maybe that might have been yeah maybe the case. Know. But it was two thousand one. Well, that's a, the transition to my other thing. You know, this movie is pretty woke for 2001. It is. <laughs> That's what actually. I had in my notes. <laughs> I mean, it's not perfect, but for the time, it's not bad. Yeah. 
I don't remember what happened that made me that sparked <laughs> me to write that. But there was something that in particular that made me some moment that made me write that. I don't remember what it was. I was like, you know, it's not overall. It's pretty. You know, it, you know what it didn't. You know what it was. Maybe it was that it was there was pretty much a lack of. It's the thing I experience a lot now when I go back and I watch, especially comedies, mm-hmm. but don't put any movies from the 90s, from the early 2000s that I thought were really funny. I'm like, oh, that's, oh, that was real. that's really offensive. Yeah. Like, that's awful. You know, like, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, that was, they didn't think about that. Like, we were, I think we were watching, like, a couple weeks or a month or coming, we were watching Waiting, which is a really funny movie. But there's a couple jokes in it that were, like, really, like, transphobic or, like, I can't, I don't even remember what it was. But it was something where it was, like, really, like, holy shit, that's, like, really homophobic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. like, something, like, and now they're products of their time, so there's kind of, you know, because, like, none of the people working in right. the movie, you know, fucking yeah. Ryan Reynolds is not, you know, like, but, like. This movie didn't, I didn't notice any of that. Yeah. Of, like, that, like, oh, well, you know, that's. We didn't uh, think right. about that and kind of shit a, back then. Uh, it's a complicated it is. issue, I think, because stuff is of its time. Yeah. No, for sure. And I think it's important to acknowledge yeah. when that kind of stuff is problematic. Yeah. But <laughs> for lack of a better word. But at the same time, it's kind of like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, no, no, I agree. <laughs> you know? No, I completely agree. I, I, yeah, what are you going to do about it? And, you know, it, it is what it is. It's a product of its time. I'm not, right. I, as long as you're aware of it, yeah, you think, think about it. Yeah, I think the important thing is that you're aware of it, you think about it, think you learn about from it. it. And, 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 and it informs your, your thoughts, your, you know, how you think about the topic going forward. Yeah. And, and, and informs... Uh, it, it, it informs the way that we make the comedy way we make, now. Yes, the way we make content now, the way we make comedy yeah. now. Exactly. And um, But I guess my point is that I didn't notice any of that in this. Yeah. Not really. Like, I, I, there was maybe one, maybe one, I, the one line I noticed in particular, and but it's played as, like, the stupid thing to say is where Shrek says something about, where's this fire-breathing something? Oh, yeah. And Donkey says, like... Basically, Shrek makes says something about like let's go find this fire breathing monster, and Donkey goes, "Yeah, I don't know where the dragon is." And Shrek's like, "I was talking about the woman." <laughs> like, but but like yeah. it's played as like he's like kind of a jerk, kind of like in the wrong in that moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so, but like that was the only like pretty much the only moment of that where I was like, "Well, it's yeah," you know. Yeah. For the rest of it, I was like, I, for me. The scene where the dragon is kind of aggressively sexual. Yes, that was the falls other one. a little sour. But <laughs> yes, I also that I also noticed that, and I, I I made note of that. And but I think they play it pretty well in terms of from like yeah, it's not the best thing in the world, but like the way that the donkey plays it mm-hmm. in reaction to that is pretty I don't know how to say it. like it's a little weird how yeah the dragon's like super like yeah uh, but like donkey kind of plays it off in a joking way and de-escalates it and it kind of like works out like I don't know like it yeah it, they kind of de-escalate it in a way where nobody's like where it's not weird right it doesn't get too too 
gross or anything. Yeah, yeah. But then, too, I think that's also a thing that's a a little mixed up in, like, gender roles, sort of, because I think it wouldn't have been played so much for comedy had it been a male dragon and a female donkey. No, I agree. Which is, that's the thing, is that it's, it's weird, it's complicated, because it is their kind of, the reason it's, it's funny, yeah. and I'm air quoting, is because it flips that right. normal predatory gross yeah. thing. Uh, and so it flips that, like I said, I think they diffuse it in a, in a right. funny enough, innocent enough way to no, where it I, doesn't yeah. feel weird. I think they do, but I think the fact that it makes us a little uncomfortable is good. Yeah. Because, like I said, it shows that we've progressed yeah. past yeah past that, that, that idea of simply flipping the script and having it being funny because yeah. we flipped the script yeah because women don't like fucking am i right <laughs> <laughs> well yeah no i yeah, i agree speaking of the dragon i have a note about the dragon uh i was like man dreamworks has come a long way they went from portraying dragons as dogs to portraying them as cats <laughs> because okay. dreamworks did how to train your dragon right and to me, in Shrek, the dragon is very clearly, like, dog-like. Okay, can you expand on that? What do you mean? As I ask my students, can you explain to me why you felt there were dog illusions? Well, the collar, for one. But, okay, like, okay. Um, just the, it's not even illusions, it's the way it... In the same way that the toothless in How to Train Your Dragon is very Mm cat-like, is its mannerisms. Just the way it moves, the way it holds itself, the way it it reacts to things. Mm -hmm. Um, Toothless is very cat-like and and whatever. I don't even know if it doesn't have a name, I don't think. But the dragon in um, Shrek, to me, came across very obviously as a, like... Dog like. Okay. All right. I can. And again, that. it wasn't anything in particular. Like yeah. it wasn't like an explicit thing. I don't. Yeah. I don't th- feel like it's as obvious in Shrek as it is in How You Train Your Dragon. No, it's not as obvious. I mean, especially because we have a black cat. So like in <laughs> Toothless, it is very obvious. I'm like that is just a black cat with wings. But um, just the, the playful nature of the of the dragon and like the way it reacted to them and mm-hmm. and. The, just uh, it, its mannerisms were very, to me, dog-like. Okay. And which okay. was interesting because, <clears throat> like I said, it's so clearly in How to Train Your Dragon, it's just a cat. It's just a black <laughs> cat with wings. Uh, and I thought it was interesting that they made that transition. And I, if you disagree, and think of, but like if you go watch Shrek, watch when you watch the dragon, tell me that that doesn't read dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, if you disagree, then let us know. But I'm pretty sure that <laughs> they decided this one's a dog. And then they got the How to Train Your Dragon, and they're like, Black Cat, Black Cat, with wings. Can we talk about the most savage line in any movie ever made, ever? Yeah. (laughs) It's bad enough being alive when no one wants you. (laughs) Lord fucking Farquaad. Savage. Holy shit, we both lost it. Like, that is one of the most ridiculous, just uncalled for... Fucking roast flay your skin from your bones lines. Like, oh, god damn. Let me start saying that to people I don't like. God, in the context, it is brutal. It is fucking... It was like, god damn, Farquaad. No chill. 
Okay, so there was a thing that I wanted to bring up. So I said um, in the mini episode, I had a fun fact about the word Shrek. Right. The name. Yes. Comes from a Yiddish-German word, meaning fright or fear. Uh Uh-huh. And it's also a common expression. Yeah. Oi, Shrek. (laughs) Oi, Shrek. It's like, oi, So, knowing that, and watching the movie... I noticed that whenever someone asks him what his name is, he's like, uh, Shrek, what if he thinks that that's his name? Because that's what people say when they see him. Oh, shit. That would explain the exclamation point. (laughs) That explains the exclamation point! (laughs) It's not his name, it's what people say to him. Holy shit. We solved it, guys. Huh. <laughs> Somebody call Unsolved Mysteries. We figured this one out. <laughs> Woo! Yep, that's it. Yeah. That's true. That's we're just canon yeah, now. It's yeah. canon. That's what... He's just always... They just yell, Oi Shrek at him, and he goes, I guess my I name guess is Shrek. that's my I name. Guess, I guess my name is Shrek. Because I had never noticed that before in the movie, that whenever he says his name, he's kind of, like, seems uncertain. Shrek? Mythbusters tried the earwax candle thing. Oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> they did an episode, or they had a, in one of the episodes, they did the, can you make a candle out of earwax, based on, and, it, you know, they had footage from the movie. It was busted. So you can't do it? No, and it resulted in most of the build team throwing up. Oh, why? <laughs> they had to go, literally, they went to, like, they, they had everybody, they had, a like, an ear, nose, and throat person come in, like a doctor. Ugh. Yeah, it's disgusting. Ugh. So you're already throwing up almost Ugh. already without even having been there. <laughs> they had an ear, nose, and throat person come in with, like, a thing for getting earwax out of ears. And they had, like, all of their crew and all the people that were sit down and they pulled earwax out. God. And they got, like, a jar. They got, like, a thing of it. And then they they heated it up. Oh, God. In a, and it, apparently it smelled like death. I'm because sure while they were it melting did. it, while they were trying to melt it, they were, like, all just, like, throwing up constantly. Uh, I mean, earwax exists to catch shit before it gets into your ear yeah, canal. and there was, so. like, lots of hair and other gross things. Uh, yep, uh, yep, uh, yep, yep. Stop talking. Yep. This is the worst this, thing you've ever told me. You should watch it. It's great. I'm they not just, going to. They're just gagging. It's just literally, it's like <laughs> ten minutes of them just, like, gagging, trying to do this. This is terrible. And then eventually they got it, and they kind of formed it into a candle shape ish just a mound basically and they had a wick in it and it but it didn't burn very well it like sputtered and kept going Mm. out so it just didn't work it was it's one of the grossest things i've ever seen on mythbusters and that's saying a lot because mythbusters fucking does some gross shit can't make a candle out of your earwax unless you're an ogre maybe who knows maybe his his ears wax is different yeah maybe he has paraffin wax he has paraffin earwax (laughs) you know what always bothered me about that scene when he pulls the wax out of his ear, it's the opposite shape to what his ear is. Like, his ear is wide on the outside, and then it tapers as it gets closer to his head. But when he pulls the wax out, it's narrow, and it gets wider. It? Yes, it does, and it's bothered me since I was 11. <laughs> I have to go back and watch that. I'm going to have to post screenshots of this on the Facebook page to confirm. It's the kind of shit I notice. <laughs> 
I don't know. I have a bunch uh, more. Um, I want to talk about if you don't have any. Other I, I mean, I just have some generic notes about how funny the movie is. But the small <laughs> thing. I mean, the movie is funny. No, it's, it, it was one of my notes. Is that, yeah. you know, barring any sequels and anywhere else, the movie went like that. First one yeah. was hilarious. If you just consider it as a monolith on its own. It's funny. It's really funny, and the, and the comedic timing and delivery, especially of Eddie Murphy and and yeah. Mike Myers together, was just it's mm-hmm. and all, all like there's all a reason of... it was quoted eight bajillion bajillion <laughs> bajillion jillion times by everybody. Yeah, and all the all the like little character world and building and world building details in the movie are great. Yeah, like that first opening song where Shrek is just doing his thing. Like, all all of the things that you learn about him in that span of, like, three minutes, it's fantastic. Like, Somebody it's... <laughs> once told me the world! It's, it's, it's good economical storytelling. Yeah. And character building. Yeah, no, it is. You're right. So, I, I want to talk about um, how obvious of a takedown of Disney Yeah, this is. And how it started out with Jeffrey Katzenberg. Yeah. Who he, who he was the engineer of the Disney Renaissance. Yeah, that makes sense. He was like executive producer when they were putting out like Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, Aladdin, The Lion King, all of the great right. Disney hits from our childhood. Right. And left Disney and started DreamWorks. Much like Don Bluth. Right? Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was a similar situation. Yeah. Like, just like, like, Don Bluth worked on Fox and the Hound. Yeah. I know for sure. Yeah. I'll say, like, it's a lot of times I feel like Disney has these people. No, I don't. Don Bluth didn't go on to the same success that. Right. That but it, 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 did, Disney, but, Disney creates their own enemies. Yeah. They really do. <laughs> like, it's everybody that kind of rivals Disney usually worked for Disney yeah. at some point. Um, but like. yeah, in Katzenberg, um, he went off and he started DreamWorks, and Shrek is—it's a takedown of Disney. Oh, yeah, it's a really big, obvious. Yeah, when you know what to look for, it is a takedown of Disney. I, I mean, and, and there's so many little send-ups at the end when Fiona transforms. That's like shot for shot the transformation scene from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. And I mean, and not just Disney movies, too. I mean, it is really lampooning the way that Disney tells stories, and particularly fairy tales. Yeah. But it's also <clears throat> this scathing indictment of the Disney brand. Yeah, oh, yeah. And well, like I mean, the you know the consumerism oh, and yeah, the merchandising yeah. and all of that stuff. Yeah. But what's really funny about it <laughs> is that Shrek starts off as this, like I said, it's a it's a scathing indictment of Disney, and then three sequels, a spinoff, two holiday specials. <laughs> Five video games, a Broadway musical, and countless ridiculous products later, it became the very thing that it initially parodied. Truly, you either die a hero or you live long enough to yep. see yourself become the villain. No, it's it's really... I mean, 
<laughs> it, it, uh, yeah, well, you know, capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, hey, yeah. hey, you got, you got real cool ideas and principles about fucking taking down Disney and corporate fucking blah blah hey here's all this money where are your principles now fuckface <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's kind of how capitalism works there's a, a funny thing too um a couple years ago when frozen was really big and it was everywhere and it was plastered all over every single product you can think of and that people were complaining about it and i'm like do you even remember shrek do you remember? No, I remember. Were, all all of the products, like, it was on everything. Yeah. Everything yeah, was really Shrek was. themed. Yeah. There was Shrek ketchup. Yes. It was green. I ate it. it. I it ate, tasted I ate like it regular too. ketchup. Because guess what? It Food made, dye it doesn't made affect... the hot dogs look a little moldy. Yeah. It, but it, it tasted gross. like ketchup. It tasted like ketchup because you, know, you can dye food any color. It still tastes the same. It was nuts. It was everywhere. Yeah. In every fast food restaurant. It was all, yeah. you know, all the fucking Happy Meals and kids meals and everything was Shrek everything. Yeah, no, it it was huge. It was huge. Mm. I mean, it was so huge that it spawned, you know, like you said, fucking four sequels, yeah. three a musical, a million yeah, video it games. It everything. Uh, yeah. That is interesting because, yeah, it, it was uh, completely like, you suck. Oh, I'm you. Shit. <laughs> Oh no! I mean, not the. It's not DreamWorks didn't become Disney, right. but like. But the, the. I mean, the sequels got steadily worse. Yeah, they, they slowly went downhill. The second yeah. one was pretty good. The third one wasn't very good. Well, and the. I mean, the things that made the original Shrek fresh and edgy and new. Yeah. Weren't new anymore. Yeah. When they started doing it over and over no and you know what it kind of suffers from it and it's just slightly weird but it's kind of the same thing with like um remember the first scary movie like that was really funny and interesting mm. and then they made eight of them and they were terrible yeah because it's funny and, and i mean not that it was new or, or unique because uh, <sighs> scary movie was basically you know airplane and blazing saddles and a million yeah. other parody satire films comedies of for the last 30 years but uh space balls but the first one was really good and and pretty funny, and then you, you kind of don't have that bite anymore yeah. after that first one. Well, I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of if you've ever been around a little kid and they say something funny yeah. and everybody laughs, yeah. so they keep repeating the same joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, it, it's kind of like that. You're yeah. Like, you're not funny. You, they repeat it until you want to murder that small child. You're like, it was funny the first time because it was novel. <laughs> Why don't you understand comedy, six year old? <laughs> it's not funny anymore. That's the downfall of everything, honestly. Mm. Or not everything, but it's the downfall of most things. Where well, you keep trying to do the same thing over and over again and replicate that success, but it doesn't work anymore because. Things change. The novelty was the su- yeah. was why it was successful. Yeah, and you can't recreate novelty. Mm-mm. Kind of on principle, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> my last before note, we get to the final verdict, my last note in here is Jeffrey Katzenberg's teeth are terrifying. So, all right, nothing <laughs> go about Google Shrek. that one. <laughs> Check They're really that out. scary. They're all the same size. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I 
I don't think that's anatomically possible, but I'll take your word I for it. I promise you they're really scary. I'm sure they're scary. I just don't think they can all be the same size, because that's not how teeth work. We're going to look it up later. <laughs> all right. Well, it's time for <laughs> the final verdict. Which one is better? Is the book really better than the movie? I'm going to give it to the movie. Oh, yes. The book is, it's good, and it's really cute, and like I said, if you've got a kid, yeah, definitely go out and get him a copy of this book, Yeah, read it to him before bed. It's cute and it's funny. Yeah. But the movie tells an actual story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this isn't really a fair fight necessarily yeah. because it's a, yeah. it's a it's a picture book with 20 Right. Pages. It, it really is. Uh, the movie took the basic concept yeah. and ran with it. I think the movie is largely more enjoyable and it has better sticking power. Yeah. You're I mean, gonna, it's got smash yeah. mouth in it. So. <laughs> You're going to remember the movie for longer than you remember the book. That's true. I, even if you forget that you remember the movie, because like I did, I forgot that I remembered <laughs> the whole movie. But you'll remember it immediately. As soon as it starts Upon playing. hearing, somebody once told me the world is <laughs> Oh, that's all we got, guys and gals. Until next time. And any of you non-binary out there, keep reading books. Keep watching movie. Want, keep watching watch movie. Only one movie. Only one movie. Keep reading books. Keep watching movies. Until Just next time. Just Shrek. Just keep watching Shrek. Our next book. Katie, what are we doing? We are doing a Christmas adjacent book slash movie. We are doing The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Boom. Chronicles of Narnia, son. Chronicles of Narnia. Childhood classic. It's the chronic what? Cools of Narnia. Have you seen this? No. Have you not seen this? Holy shit. We're going to watch a thing right after this. Well, you've never read the book, so. No, I've seen the movie, but the fact that you've never seen that lazy son. Okay, well, just it's, it's a thing. We'll watch it. Yes, Chronicles of Narnia. I'm excited. This is a big one. Uh, well. Not for me, because I don't give a shit, because C.S. Lewis sucks, but... Uh, it's not. C.S. Lewis is fine. Have you ever read anything by C.S. Lewis? No. Then you don't get to pass judgment. He's a wannabe J.R.R. Tolkien. Let's just say We that. can get into that in the episode. Wannabe J.R.R. Tolkien. Anyways, uh, yes, Chronicles of Narnia, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. It's a Christmas-adjacent, perfect for the season. It's got Santa Claus in it's it. It's got Santa... It's legit got Santa Claus in it. It's got snow. Sure. <laughs> it's got Jesus in it. Lion Jesus. Lion Jesus. Yes. Chronicles of Narnia, next episode. Well, next episode is a mini episode, but after that, Chronicles of Narnia, son. <laughs> Get hyped for Lion Jesus. <laughs> you can also follow us on Goodreads, where we are keeping a running tally of whether the book was better or the movie was better. Thank you for once again listening to This Film is Lit.